Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Leslie. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. What up, what up, what up? TJ, why did we not go live? We need a. We should have given the fans a live reaction after Saturday's victory. Kings well, of the I think jungle. you know why. Yeah, you're right. We were at dinner, man. We were at your house, Christmas dinner. It's a good time. Uh, but what a great weekend for uh, the Tigers and uh, Coach Hardaway. Big win. Um, but first, more important news, breaking news as of today, our guy, Demaria Mars Franklin declared eligible just in time for the uh, big matchup tomorrow big night at Alabama, number four, coming off their big win at Houston. Um, I wasn't expecting it. I don't know how you feel. I was starting to think it wasn't going to happen at all. Same. I mean, we we definitely Same. have no signs leading up to this. Uh, Penny said he felt good about it, but I mean, what are you supposed to say in those situations? Yeah. So. Well, well, we'll get into that uh, here in a second. We'll we'll talk about recap a little bit of Auburn, and then preview a big week. We're in a little bit of a SEC slate here uh, with Bama and then A and M at home. But first things first, obviously, we're going with the Raz Wheat tonight. High Cotton Raz Wheat. We'll see what she's got to offer. Be foaming. Made a huge there. mess over here. You're doing yep. your uh, your beer advent calendar too, so. There's a lot of beer will, happening. I don't know how this one will fit in. Oh, that's heavy on the Raz. It's like a beer cough syrup. Wow. <laughs> that is a that's a good definition. It does. It's very don't good. give it away. We gotta wait. Wait till the end. It's very medicine y. That is something, huh? Wow. Hmm. Okay. All right. You know, we talked uh, about Mars briefly. Yeah. So, no, I, I mean, asked if you were surprised. I was very surprised. I think it had come out. You mentioned Penny having a little bit of, you know, faith in that it would it would happen. But I forget who it was. Maybe Mun. Somebody said they had talked to somebody close in the program that said at best it would be the end of this week. So I'm not sure that really anybody was expecting it here Monday. What, you know, mid-afternoon it gets announced. Mm-hmm uh bluff city media kenny shout out to them if you haven't gone and checked it out the one-on-one with demaria dropping right just hours after he got to now got announced as eligible pretty cool to hear the story of where he was at and how they told him um but yeah i mean a shock to me i don't uh i don't know how it's going to play out tomorrow right i mean you know he's been practicing so you you would hope that he's he fits in well. He seems to fit in well. He seems like a great teammate. I don't. I don't think it should be that big of a problem. I guess your biggest concern would be, like, is he in game shape? And obviously, yeah. if you haven't been playing in games, you're not. You know, and uh, Coach Hardaway's talked about it. Like, they've had a lot of. I don't. He. He. I mean, who knows how true this is? But obviously, they've had nagging stuff. Kendrick's been tweaking ankles. Like, he said it multiple times. They haven't had one full rostered practice. So it's like. Yeah, he's practicing, but how much are they really going full 5v5, full court? Mm-hmm. So that's just a different kind of game shape's a different kind of shape, right? So um how much how much are you expecting out of him 
I think he will play tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's going to, obviously I think, you know, they've talked about him being the third best player on the team. I think he will work his way into that starting lineup, but getting declared today and then playing Tuesday. Um, what kind of impact do you think he makes Tuesday night? You know, it's a good question, actually. Um, I think we're still trying to determine what his role is going to be with this team. I think the easy thing to do is just kind of slot him in and slate him in that Elijah McCadden role. Maybe take away some of the McCadden minutes or uh, maybe some of Jonathan's minutes when he's coming in at all. Uh, really just trying to be that third ball or the ball controller. I think when Alo and uh, Katie are in any type of foul trouble, they're off the court. I think that's a perfect place for DeMario to kind of come in. Yeah, and if you listen to the the one-on-one with Kenny, he mentions it. We talked a little bit about the game shape. He said if there is anything to keep him off the floor, Mars saying this was it would be him getting tired, right? So yeah. hopefully uh, we can ramp him up to speed pretty quickly, get him in shape, get him, you know, locked into his role. But, I, I mean, he talked about it, and this is what I – you know, he didn't come out – they've talked about him being a third scoring option, but it sounds like his primary focus and what he's – wanting to bring in is another like elite on ball defender. You know, he called himself a pit bull. He said he wanted to be up there with Alex, just on ball, tough in your nose, gritty defender, like coming after you full court, right. Making plays defensively. Um, You know, if you look at his statistics, I think last year, what he averaged 17, seven and three, maybe, but we talked about rebounding last week. Right. And then the Tigers came out, they rebounded the ball. Great against Auburn out rebounded him by 11. I think it was 43, 32. Um, Averaging seven rebounds as a guard is pretty impressive, you know. So hopefully, maybe that's something that helps out on that side, uh, on the on the glass. You know, if he's somebody that's crashing the boards and going after rebounds, that could potentially be a be a help. Um, I don't, you know, they've talked about him. I mean, Penny's talked about him being able to kind of help out there on the perimeter and knocking down shots. Statistically, I don't see it. I mean, yeah. he's decent from the field. He shoots like 45% career, but from three, I think he's what, right at 30 um, in his two years of D1. Mm-hmm. He shot, yeah, 20, 29.7 last year, which is not great, and 30.4 the year before. And then we kind of talked about this, you and I, right before we started, was free throw-wise, not great either. And if you're not a good yeah. free throw shooter, then you're usually not a very good uh, jump shooter Three point either. point shooter, yeah. So – um, I think defensively and rebounds, he'll get after it. And then he, he's a, he can score, so he gets to the basket. Um, so maybe he'll find ways to score that way. But, I mean, huge, right? If if the coaching yeah. staff is high on him, he's ready to come in, you know, throw everything he's got defensively out there, then, uh, you know, that could take this defense to another level, which is almost weird to say because it's so say, yeah. great defensively already. Um, but maybe take them from, like, top 15 to top five potentially, which would be awesome. So um, yeah. pretty excited about that. Um, and just looking forward to see how they continue to prove with, with his addition to the lineup. So hopefully they can, they can work him in. Um, maybe he makes a difference. Maybe he makes a big defensive play uh, at Alabama. And I don't know, we squeak out a, a big W in Tuscaloosa. We'll see. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, all right, on to the big Tigers versus Tigers, but the real Tigers won Saturday um, <clears throat> down there in Atlanta, which we kind of talked about it, and I said I felt good about it because it was in Atlanta and neutral, but I don't know. It didn't really feel like a neutral site game. There were no, quite a not. bit of uh, 
Auburn Tigers in the crowd, but uh, Memphis pulling it out 82-73, so a nine-point victory over. They were then number 11. I think the AP poll came out today. They're now 19th. Memphis is first in receiving votes, so we're sitting right at 26, right there at the fringe top 25. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, a game, I, I don't know how you felt, but my initial was like never really in doubt, it felt like, right? Like, uh, Auburn's largest lead was one in the first half. We never trailed in the second half. Um, even kind of struggling with some foul trouble, like to close out that second half, Auburn had taken the lead by one. And then you close out on, I think a nine Oh run with Alex Malcolm and Deandre all kind of in foul trouble there. So like different guys, you talk about Keontae had a pretty big first half. Mm -hmm. Um, Elijah made a clutch rebound and put back like Jaden knocked a three down. So guy stepping up, but. I don't know how you felt, but to me, it was just like, felt like we were in control the whole game. Just felt like we were the better team on Saturday. No, I would agree. You know, coming into the game, I, you know, I joked with you about it, that we were going to be a 10 point dog or, you know, something like that. We would lose about 13. I think is what I said. And that was mostly just kind of playing off the Tigers. I was kind of down on them at the time, but um, if you were to look at the net, basically Auburn was like one of the worst undefeated teams and, you know, the resume said so at least, I think they were in the 40s or something like that, and they were undefeated. So it's like something's going on if you're that far down in the net and you are still – you're an undefeated team down in the 40s in the net. It's just not a good translation to the type of basketball you're playing. Uh, yeah. Not to take away. I, I do think they are a good team. and they Johnny Broom, uh, I mean, they have some talented players on the team. I definitely think they can make a strong run in the SEC uh, and really kind of overall. I think the Tigers just you know happen to get the best of them. Yeah, and to your point, some people had had kind of talked about that going in. I think what going into Saturday, there were only nine remaining undefeated teams, and a lot of people were saying Auburn mm -hmm. was maybe one of the worst undefeated teams that remain. And worse is a kind of a rough sure. adjective there, but you know, what I mean, they hadn't really played many people. Um, I think right. we were really their true test, first true test. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, to me, like we didn't we didn't really shoot the three very well. I mean, what we were four of 11, I think, but 50% from the floor and we scored, I want to say 50 paint points. We just absolutely dominated on the inside. And we, we talked about the rebounding. Um, but dude, we, we had talked last week about Kendrick and kind of the slump he was in slump over, man. I think right? you heard us. Yeah. 19, nine of 19, two of six from three, seven of seven from the foul line down this, Jeez. down the stretch. 27 points, nine boards, six assists, uh, two steals. I mean, we were getting there in that triple-double range, but I think he was named uh, player of, of the week for all of the NCAA last week by, I want to say, CBS Sports or somebody. But, um, I mean, heck of a game from Kendrick, right? Definitely. I mean, several clutch moments down the stretch, like – uh, Auburn had made a little bit of run there late, later in the second half. And the, uh, you know, he took one-on-one -on, -one on the wing and just crossover, pull back Jay right at the buzzer, knocked down, like, right. Knocking down free throws, like we said, seven to seven. So, um, I mean, just dude is clutch. If you get the ball in his hands towards the end of the game and he's going to close the game out. Um, Another dude we talked about has been playing really well, Lomax. Uh, he had a great game again. Another uh -huh. game, I think that's his – this is his six out of the last seven, maybe five out of six, where he scored yeah. double figures. But four of eight, so 50% from the field, 
five of six free on the throws. free throw line. Grab some boards. You have four boards, um, a steal. So another good night. If we can get that kind of production out of both Kendrick and Alo, we talked about yeah. it. I mean, guard play is so important, especially as you come down the stretch later in the year. Like if they're both firing like that and you can get double digits out of at a low max and then almost 30 at a Kendrick, like it'd be hard to beat us. I mean, if you're getting 30 out of Kendrick, I don't I don't know how much the rest of it really matters, especially well, if you're getting yeah. You know, if you only get 30 out of Kendry, we can't be beating yeah. like 30 to 28 or something. But if you got those DeAndre two rolling, and double digits as well. So yeah, and he he struggled, right? He yeah. that, that's the other thing you gotta kind of take into account is like we talked about it a little bit, but foul trouble, right? He missed a lot of the first half. He scored, I think, our first four points and then didn't score again the rest of the first yeah. half. So 12 of his 16 were in the second half. He played a big part down the stretch. Um, he did end up fouling out with, you know, three or four minutes, three minutes left, I think, which was, I tweeted it. I didn't feel good. I felt a little bit nervous there, but, uh, I mean, every time Auburn tried to make a run, we, uh, we, we extended that lead back up to 10, 12 and, uh, we're able to close out, but nonetheless, I mean, it was, I would say like maybe the best game out of, I saw Ole Miss. I think these two games have probably been, you know, out of the last three, our two best games of the year so far. I can't hear you, dude. What's going on? You can hear me? <laughs> no. You couldn't hear any of that? No. No. Anyway, I think that's what you want, right? You know, you want the big games from your your big-time players. You want, uh, you know, you, you want them to accept this type of challenge and really show out on some of the bigger games. Now, you are going to drop some like Seton Hall. You're going to drop the St. Louis I almost called him Slu, but I don't want you to come at my throat again. Slu's right. Slew. You can call him what Slu. Call it's S L U. Oh, I thought S-L-U. of S L U that you got mad about. That's right. Call whatever. him Slu all day. S L U Slu, whatever, dude. Doesn't matter. You're gonna lose some of those every now and then. You know, the team's still trying to gel and come together. Um, so it kind of is what it is there. But I think this game, right, the Alabama game. Some of these games, uh, even Texas A&M to an extent, we'll kind of get there. Um, you really need your guys to show up for those type of big games. Yeah. And I mean, Kendrick talked about it, right? Like he, he admitted he'd kind of been in a little bit of a slump. It happens in all mm-hmm. sports, right? Whether it's golf, yeah. tennis, whatever it may be, baseball, you're not, you, you get a hitting slump, right? Um, but he, you know, what he said was the night before coach P, you know, told him, go be the killer you are. And then he mentioned, uh, Des and, and, uh, Josh texting him the same thing, like, Sometimes you just kind of need somebody to tell you, like, go be that killer. We had a guy in high school, super good, Asa, same kind of thing our senior year. He's a junior. Great, I mean, was dominating practices. Our first three games of the year was kind of being a little passive. And finally, Ryan, the team manager, was like, dude, you're better than everybody on the basketball court. Like, just go at them. I feel like sometimes somebody, you know, people just need that kind of, like, Somebody to tell them that, right? And in in that instance, Kendrick was kind of saying, you know, Penny and those guys telling me that just kind of lit that fire under me to to go be the killer I am. And I think he showed that for sure uh, Saturday versus Auburn. Um, All right, any final thoughts about uh, Auburn? Are you worried? Let me ask you this. 
we talked about them maybe potentially some people saying them being the the worst remaining well they're no longer undefeated but at that point in time you mentioned them being 40th in the net they're still ranked in the top 20 Mm -hmm. do you think that was more saturday says more about auburn not being as good as people may have thought they were or is is it say more about how good we can be i think it's probably more about how good memphis can be right i think they just needed a little bit more time together and i kind of touched on a second ago about just gelling just having the whole team gel together you need kendrick to be kendrick you don't need him to fall into these slumps you know those do happen but if you just watch him he just looked off like completely off with basketball like uh monsters took his talent kind of situation yeah uh, so i think it's just it, the more time to gel and hopefully the demario franklin uh introduction doesn't kind of mess things up because they do seem to have a good thing going here but it seems like they're only going to get better with the addition of franklin yeah and it's funny you mentioned franklin that was kind of i was talking to a buddy earlier today and that's like if i have a worry of this time the timing of the like i i would almost prefer this be at like not saying that I don't like I want him a part of this team, but you kind of want it maybe in a stretch where it's like an Alabama State, North Alabama. You got a couple of like cupcake games and you can more work him back in as sure. opposed to like on the road at a top five. You know, that's his first game back. Right. So if there's any sort of worry, yeah, it's like incorporating and adding in a new piece in that type of environment in that big of a game. So I am interested to see how they do that tomorrow and if if he's limited at all just given the situation and kind of what the team's been doing recently and how gelled they are and, and kind of comfortable in what their roles are and what they've defined. We talked about it last week, but dude, I like have this such hate, love, hate with the net. I hate that it changes every day. There's Personal. a part of me that's like, it should just set the team because it can hurt. It can both hurt and help you. Right. Um, for instance, the Auburn game. If we, it's a quad one now, but if they're not, if it said more Saturday about how not as good Auburn is as people thought, and they end up having just a mediocre year and they drop to say 55, that's no longer a quad one. So a part yeah. of me is like, when you play the team, if they're quad one, it should stay that way. If it helps you, the other part is like, if it's hurting, you know, Alabama or Auburn was undefeated when we beat them, they were ranked top 15 like that should count for us not get you know say they get to the end of january and katie johnson and wendell green are hurt or something and they lose five in a row and then they kind of just like fall off the map and then we kind of get punished for that so that's like my love hate with the net yeah um the other part of that is like net came out last monday we were 38th we went two and zero last week beat an ap top 15 team and here we are 38th yeah, Like we gained nothing out of winning the games that we won. And it's because of that Little Rock game, right? Like that's how important the metrics are. I mean, some of it is also the other teams in the net and what they were able to do, right? But like we talked about it last week. When you've got a team like Little Rock that's as bad as they are and you only win by 15, that hurts you way more than maybe losing a game to if we had lost the Auburn game, right? Yeah. Like. You got to win those games and win them by as much or more than you're supposed to win them by, or it's going to just yeah. come back and bite you. So this would be a huge, obviously, resume. I mean, it, like you said, it would be the biggest win right now um, until we beat Houston at Houston later in the year. Um, 
but I mean, it would, we've talked about it. We don't have a whole lot of quad. I think we got five quad one opportunities five, left, yeah. right? We're sitting at right now, given how things have shaken out, we are sitting at one and oh in quad because the St. Louis game has dropped to a quad two. Uh, we're one and oh in quad one. So that would put you at two and oh. Um, we're two and two in quad two. So St. Louis has dropped to a quad two. And then shout out Seton Hall. We knew that they were listening, went out, beat Rutgers on the road yesterday. And they have, we no longer have a quad three loss, which makes me just ecstatic. So shout out to the Seton, Seton Hall fellas for uh, pulling out that and getting to, I think they're like 85th now or something. They made quite the jump. They went from like 120 to, 80 something uh looking at it, 120 to 89 so a pretty big oh, lead for that uh yeah. that road win against Rutgers. so shout out to them and right behind them at 90th is st louis so and then right behind wow right behind them at 91st is texas a&m <laughs> all of our teams are right there at uh the high 80s low 90s so it's not ideal we need we need them to kind of bump up and you kind of touched on it a&m i mean i think they were they were preseason top 25. Yeah, yeah, and then they and, plummeted. And yeah. they went to like 100, and now they're going to 91. So they're kind of moving, you know, yeah. in and the right direction. They'll inevitably bump up once they get into the SEC play too, right? I don't – they're not going to go like over. Even if they go 500, they're going to probably yeah. bump up. I mean, they won't get to quad one since it's at home. They'd have to be top 25, but they could definitely get to like top 50, which is a good – I mean, if you're beating yeah. top 50 teams in the net no matter where it's at those are good wins so um i think inevitably they will they will continue to to come up just because of their uh their schedule the schedule the conference they play in i mean they're 57th in in kimpom dude everybody's been struggling texas is about to lose to rice and shout can we talk about that for a second what the heck is chris beard doing oh we gonna do man i mean he's gonna put marshmallows on the sweet potato pie i'd come at him too i think at 2 a.m what you don't like I really like sweet on your sweet potato? No, Don, it's weird. I feel like that's the only way to eat it. Cinnamon, no, cinnamon. Bro, what are you talking about? Marshmallows. I don't know what this is disgusting. If you're listening Who to this comment, you? if you if marshmallows should be on your sweet potato casserole or cinnamon, just cinnamon. If you put just marshmallows cinnamon? on on sweet potatoes, you need to be on some type of list somewhere to be watched. So you didn't eat any of those on Saturday? No gosh okay and marshmallows on that's, that's enough i don't even really like sweet potatoes anyway but that's enough of that i don't now i don't even remember what we were talking about uh a&m so aggie's coming into town disappointing this is early in the year but to start the year you would have thought that this was a friend kind of like the bama game last year where it's a fringe quad one right maybe they end up finishing like 23rd to 25th mm -hmm. And now it's just, I don't, unless they just run through, I mean, they're not, they're kind of turned it around a little bit, um, but they're just not what we thought they were going to be. They're 57th in Kim Palm. Mm -hmm. Let's see. They've lost, they lost to Boise State on Saturday, two Saturdays ago, lost to Colorado, who also beat Tennessee. So maybe not a terrible loss. And then they lost to uh, Murray Boise State. Or Murray State. I... Um, so but that's a Matt McManless. Yeah. Or Murray State, and so it's like not that's, a that's, good, not a good not, Murray State. Yeah, that's not our Murray State. Yeah, um, just beat Oregon State by twenty. 
They they have a week off. I think it must be exams. So coming into Memphis, we're projected right now to win by eight, 76, 68, which feels about right. And we got a 75% chance of winning. Um, what do you, uh, what do you think we got to do Saturday in order to beat, uh, beat A&M? You know, this is going to sound kind of repetitive, but it's the same thing. They've got to be able to defend extremely well and make your free throws. I, I think if Memphis continues to do that, it's their recipe for success. They can't, you can't rely on three point shooting. I just don't think that team is constructed in that way. Um, the rebounding kind of is what it is. I think it'll get a little bit better potentially with Demaria. Um, but really just defend, do what you do best, defend uh, and just try to get to the line and make your free throws. I think that's the biggest thing that they can kind of rely on in this instance. They're going to, you know, move fast. They're going to turn it over. It just kind of is what it is when you play so fast, but uh, try to maintain those, of course, um, you know, in that 13 to 15 range, anything more than that gets a little bit excessive, I think. So um, yeah, I'm sticking to it. It's the recipe for the season for me. Yeah, I think you're right. AM's got a couple of good little guards. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a good matchup for Demaria, Alo, and and Kendrick and Wade Taylor and Tyrese Radford. So their top two scores. Um, they shoot okay. Taylor shoots 36 from three, mm-hmm. Radford's 30. So kind of about it feels like he'd fit in pretty well with us. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think it's a team that you can sort of like Auburn, right? If you can pound it in the paint and score 50 plus in the paint out rebounder, sure. I think that's a game you win probably by double digits at home. All right, TJ, a little bit of a uh, little, we'll move on to football, not a ton of football news, but we did get two um, commitments recently. We got uh, another transfer um, mm-hmm. in a linebacker at ETSU, Chandler Martin. He's a five, Six foot. We'll we'll give him. It says five, five foot eleven and a half. Yeah. We'll go six foot, two ten. It's a speedster. He's a fast guy, which yeah. we talked about uh, this season. Is like we needed more speed on that side of the football. Sure. We just we looked slow at times defensively. I would so agree. Anybody, I mean, if you can get a fast linebacker, especially in some of that coverage, the you know, flats and, and and matching up with slot guys, like that's good help. I mean, he was a. He's an FCS All-American, a freshman All-American, I think. Ended the year with almost 100 tackles total. So yeah. um, hopefully somebody that can come in, you know, you're losing Tyler Murray, you're losing Zay. Um, obviously still have Smoke Jones. Um, Sincere, I think, may be back, but not not a bad spot to add somebody at the right. linebacker position. Yeah, that's it. and it's – I think the question is how will they use him, right? Yeah. We saw uh, Tyler Murray go out the first game. Andrew Jones came in and played those minutes behind him. And that's someone like I'm super excited to watch play, but kind of seems like Chandler does what Andrew does at the same time. So you kind of have some, some competition there. Will they potentially move Andrew over and Tyler, excuse me, uh, Chandler Martin will fill in those, those Tyler Murray minutes or uh, necessarily how does that work out? Because to your point, I, I do think we'll get sincere Evans back on a fifth year. They haven't come out and announced that yet, but, He's got the time. You may as well. This is the yeah. town. It, it may mean something different, but I definitely think they want him to come back as well. Yeah. Um, and then another, I mean, arguably this is a, a pretty big get for the staff, yeah, get, right? And uh, Derek Hunter, mm-hmm. the, he's a four-star transfer from uh, Hines, I think, Community College. Yep. Guy out of Raymond, Mississippi. 
he had a lot of really good offers. I mean, Arizona, Arkansas, Auburn, Colorado, Florida State, Louisville, Mississippi State, Nebraska, Purdue, Tennessee, Texas. Uh, he had some yeah. future casts for Florida State and Texas, so a pretty big get. But the biggest is literally dude's big, 6'4", yeah. 300. I mean, that you got Derek Hunter and Cam Jackson on your line. That's beef. Right, I mean that you're yeah, playing I, up the middle. You're you're stopping the run for sure with those two dudes. I mean that's that's two dudes that <laughs> probably could both if they're both out there at the same time. You probably got three or four guys trying to block those two dudes. And again, another one. I'm curious how they're going to use him. Is he seen more as a defensive end? Is he more of a defensive tackle? Um, especially the D tackle. You know, they seem to really like Zy Brockington. He's the guy who kind of comes in and plays behind Cam Jackson. Uh, just to kind of rotate some guys out um, with Wardallis Ducksworth graduating and moving on. I don't really know who they have coming in behind that defensive end spot there. Is this a place that he can move in? You know, is he agile enough? Is he, is that a good fit for him? Is it someone like Josh White? You know, there's a lot of options here, right? I, I think you bring in the talent and kind of make do with what you've got from there on out. Yeah. Um. I did not realize this. Did you realize that uh, Derek Hunter was previously a A&M commit? He went to A&M for his first two years? I did not know that, no. Let me double check that, but that's what it seems like a, a good box to check. Yeah. Looking at, I'm trying, I was trying to look up his class. Yeah, I was trying to look up his stats. It says 2020 and 2021 he was at uh, A&M. I want to say two, that was they two had solo and two assist year. Yeah. One tackle for a loss his freshman year. I did not realize not that. So anyway, two pretty big gets. I mean, like we we said last week, the staff is they've been getting after it both in the portal and uh, still adding to the the twenty twenty three wild thing class. So um, seems to be a heavy focus at least right now, offensive line sure. and then the defensive side of the ball. So um, like you said, it'll it'll be interesting to see next year what that defense looks like. Add a little more speed, a little more size on the defensive front, and mm -hmm. uh, could be a pretty nasty defense in the the new look AAC. So, pretty exciting, uh, pretty exciting stuff there. All right, TJ, any uh, final thoughts, basketball or football, before we talk about this Raz cough syrup wheat? No, uh, and obviously we've said it fifty thousand times. You get the win I'm, this week. I mean. Pave your way, like Final Four. Here we come. If right? we win, if we if y'all are listening Wednesday and we've won, we're not losing another game until we're not losing another game. They're gonna. They always find a way to lose thirty-eight one two. stupid conference game. No, they won't. Not this team. It always happens. No, not this team. This is going to be like old CSA days where we go 16 and – or do you play – do we play 18 conference games now? Whatever it is, we're going O. I think it's O 16. losses in the conference. Okay. Write it uh, it's down. Only if we, it's only if we beat Bama, though. If we don't beat – if we don't beat Bama, I'm You heard it here first, Trey. Trey I'm going back. Undefeated. I'm going back. Well, we're not going undefeated because we were lost. From here on now. Oh, yeah. If we beat Bama, yeah. If we don't, I'm going back to my prediction of four conference losses. And I agree with you. They'll drop two. They shouldn't. Yeah. Typically happens that way. All right. Hey, dude. Raz Wheat. I, it's grown on me since we've been 
continuing to sip on it a little bit. That is a good. It does. There's so many bubbles. Literally, so many bubbles. It's is it red? It's like a Lacroix and beer. It is. That is exactly right. It doesn't even taste like a beer. It tastes more no at all. It's. I mean, you know, we taste more. Yeah, it tastes like a seltzer. We talked about high cotton cans. God, this freaking light, dude. You got to get rid of your TikTok light. Well, first of all, it's not a TikTok light. It's just Here. a ring light. So it's a truck. He's living in the shadows old thing, over there. Big old la- uh, raspberry with this psychedelic sky. Look at that. Uh, yeah, we talked about the can. cans. I don't I don't like the two face. Like, give me design on both sides. I don't mind it. It's shiny. It feels it like a four-year-old. It feels half harsh to me. Only put oh, artwork on one side. I don't know. Oh, this just like... uh beer wise, it's not. I mean, it's fine. I th- doesn't it taste like a seltzer to you? No, literally, it tastes like a Lacroix. I, I, if you told me there was beer in here, I wouldn't believe you. It literally tastes like a Lacroix. Also, I just noticed that it's only 110 calories. Do you see that? I do you see that? I don't know how because most seltzers are zero. Which I. Th- I just read the side of the can, and I thought about this when we just picked this one as a wheat beer. I was like, "This is definitely like a summertime beer." Yeah, That's probably. Oh part yeah, of the for sure. The fact that we're drinking it two weeks before Christmas. But hey, we bought, we stocked up, and TJ's family hammers out some of his podcast beer, so we got to go with what we work with. What we got? Uh, you can't read this. My, five. My can says five three twenty twenty two. So that's mine an says idea five, how long this mine says 531 2022. Yeah, this beer has been sitting in our fridges for a while now. So, hey, we had to get rid of it. Or it was just going to maybe that's why it tastes so cough syrupy. It's just been sitting in there. It's um, not great. Beer wise, I don't love it. I'm not going to lie. I don't love it. Yeah, it's mm. there's too we many might, bubbles. We might have to do this one when it gets warm out. I just don't, I don't. I don't, I don't know if I ever want to drink it again. I mean, I'm going. I'm 5. in the four seven. Sure. Five point seven. I'll do like four point eight just because it's refreshing enough. But like, there is a lot of raspberry, and it just tastes like a seltzer. Like there, yeah. that's it. There's, like a, raspberry there's a lot seltzer. of raspberry. The raspberry is very. It's very ras forward. Raspberry Lacroix. Um. So what'd you say? Four eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can wise, it's very meh. I mean, it's got a real, uh, it's got a real, like, what's that movie? A Bug's Life, given that the raspberry is huge in a truck. You know what I mean? Or like, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is, that's kind of nostalgic. I'll give it a little more for that. Only because it shines. And because my daughter like, loves raspberries, I'm going to go higher too. Dude, Julian crushes raspberries like a pack a day. No joke. Oh, yeah. Well, we buy the double pack and Catherine will smash it in, you know, six hours. We'll literally just walk around Kroger with an open pack and he crushes it. And we're just scanning. Matter of fact, Julian and Catherine will probably love this. Catch you in 20 years. Uh, can, I'm going, I mean, the can is about the same as the beer. Sorry, I like it more I, than I like the beer. I cotton. I'm just not feeling it. Uh, I'm giving a little more for the honey. I shrunk the kids vibe. 
5.9. Okay, I'm going 6.1 for the can. I kind of like We're it. We're about on par. The, the shininess works for me. Nice. And it's got the low-key pyramid on this side that says Memphis in it. So They what all have do? that, though. Yeah, I'll continue to give it points. All right. For TJ, this is Trey. Come with a cold beer. Stay for the hot takes. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts. Head over to BluffCityNIL.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger Athletics. We will see you back here next week.